I stepped back from naming them and I, I went ahead and allowed the elders to do it the old way and just name them. We are excited and privileged to have some lovely women come in and speak about an important teaching. Respect your ancestors' name. Can I please get each of you to introduce yourselves with your traditional name, where you're from, and how you're connected to each other for our listeners since they can't see you? Uh, my traditional name my, is uh, Chisquilma. I'm named after my great-grandmother, Mary Colty. And um, my, my English name is Amelia Roberts. I'm from Chiapton Reserve, Chiapto. And this is my daughter, Sherry. Um, my Indian name is Quetzalcoatl, and that means she who has vision. And I got my my name from the ancestors. Okay, so this is so cool because my name, Aalia, also speaks of a person with a vision. It's interesting because I spoke my name when I was just a baby. So it was never really given to me by anyone. They just said, that's her name. If she says that's who she is, that's who she is. So that's so cool that we're awesome. connected in that way. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And, the, and then where you're from and how you're connected to these lovely ladies. I'm, I'm also from Chiactal, mm -hmm. and these are my daughters. Hey, Swell. The Halakum Squimskotias Telsqui Tlitzelqua Chiactal. My name is Whispering Red Moon, and I am from Chiactan First Nation. I was given my name by my four eldest grandfathers and grandmothers as I was born. And they took the inspiration from everything around them. And I wasn't named for at least maybe six days until after they decided a name for me. And I am related to my grandma, Amelia Roberts, and my mom, Sherry Phillips, and my little sister, Princess Little Cloud. My <clears throat> name is Axquel Um It means Little Cloud, and um, my English name is Princess Little Cloud, but there's no Hakamelum for Princess, so it's just Little Cloud and Hakamelum. I love just the explanation that you guys put behind your names and how you got there. Those, especially being gifted with such unique and special names. When I first met you, I, I was actually just taken aback. I didn't have words for how beautiful your daughters are, their energy, their kindness, their respect. It really felt like when they came in the room, they came with teachings. And I know that would make their grandma really proud. 
I too wanted to name my kids in a unique way and have that name be special towards them and was going to go all the way to Halkamalem, but I thought with the school system it could be very hard. But I'm just um, so proud to hear that you named them. I, I actually... I stepped back from naming them and I, I went ahead and allowed the elders to do it the old way and just name them. So there was um, Percy, um, Simon, Muriel, Madeline, and my Auntie Violet. Because my oldest as well, I, they named all of them, all three of my kids. I, I allowed them to do it that way, the old way. And the oldest name is? Um, Eagle Feather. Mm. When on her birth certificate, she just goes by Feather. It's just so beautiful. I think it really signifies a shift in us yeah. going back to those old ways. Yeah. And it's it, right there in their name. I know most can use how I respect your ancestors' name. And I didn't mention that um, what my name meant. <laughs> my name's Tuskola. It's supposed to mean of the earth, woman of the earth. And I was named after my great grandmother, and I didn't even receive my name till I was in my mid fifties when I accepted the gift, uh, a gift that I received. I had fallen over, pale and cold, with didn't know what it was, and it was my gift. And uh, I started singing a song, and I started talking in the old language, and I didn't understand it. So I did two forty fasts to understand the old language, and all I could interpret what I'm saying. But the best way I could describe it is that the spirit of my great-grandmother that I was married at, named after, Mary Quilty, just jumped inside me. That's how I feel. Mm -hmm. That's how I feel. So um, I went, Percy gave me the name the minute I accepted my gift, and that's the Skudila stone. And um, I thought, in my heart, I thought, gee, nobody likes me. I don't have a name yet. All my brothers and sisters do. Mm. And then. Uh, Percy said, I was waiting for the day for you to accept your gift. So now I'm putting the name on you. Your, your great-grandmother carried the same gift. So now I put it on you. So here, here I was at 53 before I realized that I was being brought up in a certain way to accept this gift that I had. And I did not realize it until I received the gift. It's like, how come I never got to be everywhere everybody else was? I didn't get to go all the places everybody else went to. I had to stay home a lot. And part of that as a healer is you pick up somebody else's pain when you're sitting beside them. You cry when they cry or you hurt when they hurt. And then I didn't know the difference between spirits. So I'd be following this chitneys out to the road all the time. So here I was, this big kid in a crib, wondering why I'm in a crib and I'm five years old and I'm in a crib. And they told me I didn't know the difference. I'd play with them and run out the road with the spirits because I didn't know the difference between them. So the story itself was I never got to be with the others. The others I had to stay home a lot. But at the same time, I never got to share a room with them. I go, how come I don't get to be with the other sisters? I shared a room with my aunt, who was my mentor and my teacher, where every day she'd be talking about love and respect and to treat people the way God treats you. Mm -hmm. And she told me, you never carry anger. You always have love in your heart. Every day she talked to me about love and how important it was for us to treat everybody equal, as equal. She says, you're never going to be any better than anybody else 
everybody's the same. You love people the way God loves people. So every day she'd tell me that. She says, if you're ever mad, you go to that theater thing. You don't, you come back until it's all gone. You should be filled with nothing but love in here. So what I didn't really realize is she was training me for, for this gift that I was going to be gay. Tisqualamach. Mm-hmm. Is that how you say? Tisqualamach, yeah. Tisqualamach. So that was the, the part of what I thought I was actually being trained, but I didn't really know it. Mm-hmm. Other people knew it around me, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. I find that strange, but I could see it in my grandkids. Like, little clouds the same way, she can pick up people's pain and hurt and my grandson that lives with me now, Jordan, he's the same way. It kind of brings us back to, to this, this teaching and, and Sonny did pull these teachings from a number of Mm -hmm. elders that he talked to. He talked to all of the oldest ones in the different communities Mm -hmm. and this ha ha stich ti silsilach tiskiuch respect your ancestor's name it's really about when you're given that name the the responsibilities the identity that comes with it and how you're connected you go you know you talk about being connected to the great grandmother mm-hmm. with those those same gifts mm-hmm. you know and everything sort of coming full circle like with your granddaughter you see you have those eyes now to see things and mm-hmm. they've seen that in you and how we connect all the way back to the Tomioch, the seven generations. So I have a story here about <clears throat> Mary Quilting. She had lived to be 108. And I was reading this and I was asking them, am I like her? Because they, they're talking about her and they go, yes, you are. You're like her. And those ancestors that we believe come back. Yeah. They come back over and over again the way, in our ways, we're taught. Mm-hmm. You know, this is your ancestor coming back when you speak yeah. to that baby that's born. Who are they? Who is who is this that's coming to bring gifts again to our family? Yeah. You know that um, generational. Uh, it's cyclical, right? Like, yeah. and the what I love about even your name and that connection to the earth, the woman that comes from the earth. It's like, you know, from the earth it comes so many gifts the tamath, you know, and uh, all of the plants that grow from the earth, the trees, it, it gives so much and that's what it seems like you do. You're giving so much to your family, holding so much, loving so much, having to have those teachings of kindness. It gets hard. For me, I, my daughters and I, we wake up every morning and, and we think, the Creator for waking us up. Mm-hmm. Every time we go to bed, we thank Creator for anything that we're thankful for for that day. Mm-hmm. But even when we go to the river or anything, they they feed their spirit. We just do that. Like we, I copy my grandma. I hear her stories from her grandma, and I teach that to my girls because. My grandma taught me that, and her grandma taught her, so what my grandma learned from her grandma, I teach them. It's in your family. Yeah. It's in the family. This family has that sort of responsibility, and the way you guys carry it, you can see it. Like, Mm -hmm. when I met these girls, I knew something. 
but I, I didn't couldn't put my finger on it. But when I met them, I knew that they came from teachings. You could just tell. Um, speaking of the, the girls, can you talk a little bit about why it's so important for you to listen and record these stories from people like your mom and grandma? You know, not just to reinvigorate these teachings within yourselves, but why do you feel like it's so important now in this day and age to, to do, do things like this? I think it's important for documentation because a lot of Indigenous peoples, especially across all of Canada and the U.S., there is some tribes that are just being completely wiped out. Their teachings are gone. There's even nations where they have no connection to their first language. And just having a way of documenting and in a way proving that we are here and that we're still alive and our culture is alive that it's reassuring to not only us but to future generations and to hear these stories and teachings as proof and historical facts how about for you um, I'd say it's important because people who don't have the chance that I have, like, have some kind of hope. There's so much in just that one statement, to have that hope, because you're given that by your strong mother, your strong grandmother, carrying these things, passing them down, but we know there's so many out there that don't have that. They come from the child protective system. Mm -hmm. They come from the displacement of not living in their own home territory. Mm -hmm. One thing I wanted to circle back to was something you said about where we come from. In, in reality, these Indian Act reserves is not where we come from. Yeah. The, the little you know, drawing on the map of that land is not who we are. We are from the mountains. We are from those rivers. We are from those fishing places and villages. We are from those gathering places. Mm -hmm. You know, we are from all of Saltamuk, all mm -hmm. this territory around here. And what I didn't realize was even looking at the, the maps, you know, we're only able to really claim back so much. But without the treaty, we would not get any. None of that is really ours at the moment. And at any time, I think it could be taken for granted that any of those lands could be logged, any of those lands could be developed at any time if we don't protect them now. And there's large pieces of lands that I know are sacred to our people, like where our praying spots are our sacred waters where we go you know for our spiritual baths those places they're not protected mm -hmm. in under this new governance structure they'll be protected i want to thank you guys for taking the time to just uh to come here and and give of yourselves and the the girls are a part of our youth group and so we're going to stay connected to all of you and just like to sign off in a good way put my hands up to you and Say hi always to everybody out there who's listening. Thank you so much. Of course, yeah, thank you. Thanks. Thanks.
So I'm just going to leave it right there. Remember, if you have any thoughts or ideas for the show, please contact us at outreach at sxta.bc.ca. Like and subscribe to our social media accounts at the SXTA. And remember, we believe in Stalo and I'm Alia. Until next time.